Welcome to Prayer in Private Parts, a podcast about sex and Jesus. I'm one of your hosts, Jill Thompson. I'm a registered psychologist and sexual health educator from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And my name is Nick Coates. I'm a minister here in Calgary. This podcast is open, honest, raw conversations, most likely conversations you have not heard in church. But we think you probably should. Each episode, we tackle a topic about spirituality and sexuality, and we see where it goes. So let's get started. Please note that while these conversations are just conversations between us, they do not replace any serious psychological or even theological advice. And that if you find yourself triggered in one of our episodes, please know that you can find help in your area. If you don't know of any of those places that are safe for you to access in terms of a distress center or a church that's safe and affirming, we can try and help you find that and you can email us. Welcome back, everybody. Season two. Season two. I don't even know how this happened. Mostly, we had a promise that we were going to record all summer, and it was going to be amazing. And then the summer <laughs> happened, and now it's October, and here we are. Enough time went by where we're like, let's just start season let's two. Let's just do season two, which is great. I feel like the break is good. We've had lots of good brainstorming sessions together about what we want to get out of the podcast this year, and yeah. we're really excited you're here. Welcome if you're, back. If you're still here, thanks for following. I know I had like one person message us and say, we're season two. So that's exciting. Thanks for sticking around and thanks for listening. So today we're talking about being single. Singleness? Jesus is my boyfriend. Jesus is my boyfriend. Yeah. The official title. The official title. How to be single and Christian. How to be, yeah, how to be single and Christian, which I think we've talked about. So today we're probably going to go over some umbrella topics like purity, dating, marriage, because you can have singleness in Christianity without all those other conversations, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Do, or, do you think you'll tell us a little bit about what the Bible says about being single? Other than like, don't be single. Other than don't be single? Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's not true. That's the opposite. Right. I'm going to start again. Why? Don't do it. Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> no, because uh, Paul, like... the. Right. I don't know what the Bible says. So if any of you like legit Bible scholars can chime in on this, feel free. But Paul, a lot of the times is like, why would you be in a relationship? Right. But then we have to deconstruct that because Paul, there's lots going into statements like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'd be comfortable camping out in the position of the Bible doesn't say much. Right. Um, because you can look at it, and when it talks about marriage, it's talking about something very different than the marriages that we know about. Go see past episodes. Yeah. Um, and when Paul talks about, like, why even get married? It's just better to be single. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul thinks the end of the world is going to happen pretty freaking soon. Right. And so, he's got other priorities. So, it's not a statement about value of being married mm-hmm. or in a relationship and being single. It's where are you going to put your effort right now when the world's about to change? Yes. Oh, and so, you can't really, like, I don't think it's a fair conversation to say that Paul says anything about it. Yeah. And Jesus doesn't say much about it either. So, side note, and I didn't tell you this yet, but I went to a workshop locally for like front care, frontline workers, um, mental health supports around pornography. And the presenter started talking about the Bible and porn which was really interesting. And I was like, "Um, actually, the Bible says this and you can listen to it on my podcast. Did you actually say that? Yes, I stood up in front of it. Yeah, I stood up in front of it. I was like, yeah, y'all can listen to our podcast and talk about sex with Jesus. And we talk a little bit about, we talked a little bit about porn 
in or in about um, masturbation. That was the conversation mm. that came up in relation to porn. Because you can't talk about porn without masturbation, just like you can't talk about being single yeah. without marriage and Christian. Yeah. And sidebar. Yes. If we could. Side, um, sidebar. Just to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, with season two stuff coming up, mm-hmm. we've got some cool stuff coming your way. Yes. Um, and porn being one of them, because yeah. porn is something that we've talked about. <laughs> we talk about it a lot. <laughs> Well, it just sounds funny. Like, we've got porn coming your way. Porn coming your way. Nick and Jill. Stay tuned. (laughs) You don't want to watch that. Uh, But also um, delving into some other topics uh, like kink and polyamory. Um, Mm Non-monogamy. How to, what it means to, what it's like to be in a sexless relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully, if everything can work out, uh, we're going to have a, Interview with the director of the new Joshua Harris doc- documentary. Yes, which would be great. I think that there's lots of conversations around I Kiss Dating Goodbye, and we will probably talk about it today in our, probably, yeah. in our singlenessness. Yeah. And yeah, we'll go from there. There were some other topics, but we're hoping to have some more guests. We have a friend who does a lot of work in the Jewish community who's going to come and talk about her experiences, which I think will be really cool. And if you know, Anyone who can get in touch with Rob Bell. Yeah. Rob Bell wrote a book a long time ago called Sex God. Yeah. Um, and we'd like to talk to him about how his views have changed since then. I mean. Uh, but Rob's one of those guys who, like, doesn't go online and do social media, which, God bless him, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we have a hard time getting hold of him. So, if you there can pull some strings. Yeah. Um, get him on the phone. Yeah. Let's also, talk, Rob. I mean, I'm going to be in Nashville in November seeing Rob Bell. So, like, if there's by any chance. Just do Rob what you Bell. did at that. At the conference. At the conference. Stand up. And be like, I do have hey. VIP tickets, which means, like, there's, like, an intimate. You should ask them. Question answer. Oh, my gosh. I'll be like, excuse me. Can you come on our podcast? Be like, because it's, it's, it's not a threatening conversation we no. want to have. Because our view should always be evolving and changing. And Yes. It's a question I'd ask anyone who's ever talked about sex in a public place. Like, how is how their views changed? Mm-hmm. Like, the more people you meet, the more conversations you have, the more you evolve in your own understanding of yourself. Right. As you raise your kids. Yes. Like, how, has it changed? Yeah. How has it changed? Like, come talk to us about that. I think that'll be an amazing so great. conversation. We're dreaming. So, if you can help us make our dreams come true. Manifest. Manifest. Yeah, manifest. <laughs> Prayer. Look at you changing the language. Yes, you know um, that would be great. So, speaking of uh, growth and change, I think that you and I want to just have conversations about our experiences with being single and the narrative around single in Christian church for ourselves. Yeah, right. Which I think we'll touch on some of those things that we've talked about in other episodes, like masturbation and purity. Those are always great to go back to. But yeah, it's always fun to hear our stories too. So, so, what was it like for you and your church experience and church culture? What was the narrative around being single? Being single was like a step towards this marriage that you're like manifesting. <laughs> There's that word again that you are holding out for. So, like the end goal is marriage. Right. Singleness isn't an end goal. It's a stepping stone. It's like a tool that you use to be more in touch with yourself. Obviously, this is not what I believe. I'm just, this is like the narrative that I was told that being single was, yeah, this stepping stone and a place where you contemplated what you really wanted, where you got your like stronger connection with God. You spent time dating Jesus and dating yourself so that you can be like fully 
the best self, your best self when you showed up in a marriage. So was it a, is it a neutral or positive thing? I would say not positive. Maybe I don't know, maybe neutral towards neutral, but like it's something not you on do the positive on side. this preset path yes. towards marriage. For sure. And that was the prescribed end goal. Yes. In your in your church upbringing. Yeah. I mean, right. Like I didn't grow up in the church, right? So when I landed there in my teens, that's what it was about. And I don't know if I've told you this story, but like I decided that for like six months I was gonna just date Jesus. And then I met this like <laughs> We need to pull over. Let's just pull over for okay. before you tell your story. Yes. Cause this is that phrase is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Um, and that was, and you've used it a couple of times. So yeah. I want to, I want to get into this because that's, I know this phrase, but this was not part of my experience. Right. Uh, but this was something that people, women mainly, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that people would do is like, mm-hmm. I'm going to date Jesus. Yes. So what does that mean? Right. Cause I asked you that. I was like, so like, who did you date then? Yeah. Cause like dating Jesus is kind of gay for you. Yeah, Obviously, and then that's like, and that's probably I mean, one of those things that, like, in the church funny. conference room when they're doing the pitch meetings, be like, okay, we yeah. need to come up with some new purity, yeah, new lo- purity. Pu- purity slogans nope. and mottos. <laughs> oh, what do you think of of? I'm going to date Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Let's all do that. Yeah, and then the guy in the back corner who is probably there just to get a paycheck and hates everything. He's like, doesn't that make all the men gay? Right. Yes. Because that would not fly in purity mm-hmm. culture. Right. But somehow we just like kind of siloed that off and pretended that it didn't exist mm-hmm. and it just was a thing for women because it kind of goes back to the purity conversations that like women are the gatekeepers of all the sexy things of course right so yeah i'm i'm imagining that's why that narrative worked so well in that culture and like held so true was that yeah it's that women are the gatekeeper parts you and asked me a question. I didn't answer. The <laughs> the what what is that? The fr- does a phrase mean? You're just going to focus on your relationship with Christ? Yeah. Like I'm going to just like do me, do my work on my faith, my yeah. spirituality. Like yeah. I'm going to date Jesus. I'm going to ignore other dudes. Yes. And ignore the temptation and desires yeah. that I have. For sure. Exactly. Okay. So I was trying to do that. I really liked dating. I really had fun doing that. So then I was doing this not dating, and I started seeing this person at church events, like, you know, where there's rock bands and things. Like you were cheating on Jesus? No, I was going, I was hanging out with Jesus. We were good. And then I met this uh, person who I really liked. And then I told this person that I was taking a break from dating and that I was focusing on God and dating Jesus. And this person at the time probably wouldn't have even identified as Christian. Anyway, I don't even know how, like, I know that this person shares in their testimony. They talk about this, helping them turn towards God. And they became, like, a super Christian. I don't even know. Like, Like, you're a part of, like, uh, you're in their testimony. Yes. Like, and I got invited to their wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Go on. I can't. I don't even... I don't know how else. Were you singled out in this, like, like, was there, like, so I didn't go to the wedding because I was, like, somewhere away. Yeah, and, like, weird. I don't know. But this person, like, created a whole and, like, still does ministry and has, I don't know if they still do. Like, I, I should actually, like, Facebook message them and ask, but they still talk about this being, like, they had, 
back in the day. They talked about this being a turning point for them. So there's, there's something meaningful in it. And yes. You stay in that. Okay. Which is wild to me because yeah. I don't even know what that meant for me at the time. Like it just was a, a thing that I was doing to like fit into this culture that I didn't feel like I fit into in so mm. many ways. Yeah. So, so, so yes. But so, so you're, Singleness is a relatively neutral thing. It's a step along the way to yeah. this predestination yeah. thing called marriage. Yeah. Um, and so you take some time to take a break from dating. Yeah. You're dating Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you what do you discover through that? I don't even. Was it know. a fulfilling time for you? Do you remember? No, I always felt. I don't even know how to describe this, and I don't. I. I don't know if I have words for this, but I've always felt like there was something icky about me because I wasn't like pure enough. And even through that time and that process of like trying to like embrace being single, I felt like there was something icky about me because I had desires to like date people or like sexual attractions. Like I've always felt icky and like not enough. It's interesting because we have an email from a listener and I'm going to read parts of it out. And as I was saying that it kind of something that this, she, I can, she uses she, her pronouns, but something, sorry, she said kind of stood out for me. So I'm just going to read that paragraph. So as a, at this point, she's 36 years old. She can loudly and confidently call bullshit on some of the purity culture she mentioned in the in the earlier parts of her email. But as a 10-year-old, my body seemed to be against me and become a constant battle to control. I knew I was supposed to behave in public, but with Jesus, he made it all about your thoughts as well. So it was a constant battle that I don't know how to control or didn't know how to control. All of a sudden, I had boobs and sexual desire and hormones and the whole lot. And it was up to me to guard my heart against all of it because a bit of shorthand if your interaction with the opposite sex was approaching inappropriate. Oh, I missed the line, did I? Oh, anyway, the leader would pull them aside and say, guard your heart, and you would know to cut it out. She was told later in her life that her femininity is comparable to Paul's thorn in her side, in his side, a way to keep me ever humble and reliant on God's mercy and forgiveness. Yeah, that stood out to me, right? Both of us, when we read that, this like, your femininity is a thorn in your side, like that's so her, and that's by her bio, biology and natural mm-hmm. desires that becomes yeah. a thorn. Like this thing that in Paul's language is used, like he has to struggle against it. It's yeah. not supposed to be there. Yeah, it's this pain that he has to overcome and and ultimately like want to get rid of mm-hmm. and learn to bear. Right. And when I imagine the thorn in the side, I always imagine this like oozing. Like it's not like oh, there's a thorn. It's like infected. Like and it's it's impacting your whole being. And that's how mm-hmm. I felt about myself. And like, as she describes my femininity and like my, my, yeah, my being. And so that's that ickiness. And so I don't think I felt any closer to God in that moment, which is awful because I think it is great to like spend some time focusing on yourself. Totally. But then when there's these undertones of, the purpose of being pure and to have marriage as the goal, then you're missing the idea of what it is to actually be single, I think, because it's not true singleness. Does that make sense? 
What is true singleness? I think true singleness is like really being alone, not in the sense of the word of like loneliness, but in this word of like, you're okay with yourself. You're okay with this community. And like, you have goals and things that are much bigger than just marriage and just living for somebody else. Not that people do that in marriage. And that's not what I'm saying, but that's how that purity culture narrative comes out. I feel like, Mm -hmm. or I think, yeah. Yeah. So the narrative kind of given to you at that point was, Mm -hmm. was really then singleness is a more negative yeah. Thing where it's because it's it's you either wallowing in your desires mm-hmm. that you need to overcome and get rid of these negative things. Yes. Um, and really, your true state, your natural state, um, is going to be in a in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and imagine though if we like work towards relationship. So it wasn't just relationship with a, another human being, but relationship with community, relationship mm-hmm. with friends, with family, like really strengthening that. Because I think that like being single, we can be in relationships with people, right? But we are still in relationships with ourselves. But there's this idea in this Christian purity culture, I think, that is like you, your goal is to be in one relationship in that marriage. Yeah. yeah. And that, because for me, what I remember about growing up and what I absorbed through my church experiences, it was a lot of the, if it's, if I'm picking up what you're putting down, um, there's one person for you. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember friends and I remember parents of friends the most being like, oh, Nick, we're praying for your future wife. Mm. And we're praying that you find her. Right. Um, and it was always a her. Yeah. Um, that was just assumed. Um, but there was just one person is kind of the narrative that I was given. Like, she's yeah. out there somewhere. Um, she's waiting for you. Um, so, you should be praying for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in my head, this, like, map kind of gets made of, like, oh, at some point, like, God will make the stars aligned. And, yeah. And we're destined to meet. Yeah. And so there was this tremendous pressure, I remember feeling, being single, and even while dating a little bit, but especially being single, like, are you her? Are you her? Are you her? Like, <laughs> oh my this gosh. constant lookout for like, are you the one? Because if I yeah. miss you, holy shit. That's it. Like, that's it. And I yeah. won't find them. Yeah. And I, too, had that pressure, that narrative of, like, being married and, like, so legally, mm-hmm. like, normally married is like that's like the goal yes and if you don't do that then like something's wrong with you Mm -hmm. and what i kind of interpreted through it all is like oh if i'm not then in a relationship on the way to get married something's wrong with me right and i didn't have anyone saying like hey being single can be good Mm -hmm. like that can be a wonderful time for you to figure out who you are and what you love and what you like and where you're going. Mm-hmm. And I had no one telling me that even dating broadly could be a good way to figure that out. Right. But the narrative always was you got to find one person. Um, and it was this weird thing where like that first person you date, like that's oh, going to yeah. be them. Right. And yeah. so all this pressure to like oh, make this sure. relationship in high school mm-hmm. work. And, like, figure that out. Yes. And so, a lot of it was, hey, being single is bad. You don't want to be single. 
um, and you got to start like working for on your future relationship now. Mm-hmm. And couple social wise, like it was always like couple nights and like let's all hang out as couples. Yes. And so community wise, we felt very excluded from that at times because I couldn't right. be a part of it because it, it was all couples and everyone like sitting like six inches apart because. They didn't really want to, but then once the parents go away, everyone like scooches back together. Cute. <laughs> um, but even, sorry, if I can add, like even in that moment, you said like singleness can be a time. And even that narrative is like, what about if it just like singleness is just enough, right? And not not a time to like figure out mm-hmm. yourself, but like sing- you can be single. You don't have to get married. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. how different, especially mm-hmm. my life has like a cis female growing up in mm-hmm. Christian narratives, how, oh my God, that I just feel like my life would be so different if it was just like being single, is it? Well, I think that's the narrative that we want to, that we want to rewrite mm-hmm. and we want to offer people this new understanding of what it means to be single. Yeah. That doesn't have to be a temporary thing. It doesn't have to be a broken thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this, like, this thing that we see it with pity. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with being single. Yeah. Be, being Going through life alone, um, single, however you want to put it, can be a beautiful and wonderful way to experience life and remain connected to God and community. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can find anything that Jesus would say that would counter otherwise. Yeah. Um, we talk about life alone in terms of like app, like detached from community. Yes, okay, then we can talk totally. about that. But not in a um, intimate, romantic, however, whatever words we need to use, relationship. Mm-hmm. What's all the fuss about? Yeah. Um, so if you're out there and you've been told that you're defective and broken and like just haven't met Mr. Right yet and you're 60 years old and – yeah. Still pining for that. Maybe that's something that you don't need to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that life. No. That's a beautiful like, life and go for it. Yeah. And I like that you differentiate between like, there's a difference between like being isolated and alone and not in community. And that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier at this, like being in relationship with other people is important, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean like, you're looking for the relationship because also like that goes into like conversations we've had about like divorce. Right. And like, you can see how ev- almost every single topic we've talked about relates back to this idea of being single and touches on masturbation, touches on purity, touches on sexual violence, touches on yep. divorce. Right. And yeah, everything's kind of attached to that. Yeah. Singleness becomes this, this kind of basket that we throw all these, mm-hmm. these kind of quote-unquote evil, um, damaging things like mm-hmm. masturbation and yeah. watching porn and, you know, dating a lot into this basket. We're like, oh, if you're holding that basket, like, mm-hmm. you're a terrible person and you're not yes. really following Jesus and God's going to look down on you and shame, shame, shame. When we really need to lift that basket up and be like, this basket's amazing. Mm. Like, there's nothing wrong with being alone. There's nothing wrong with exploring your own body. And these can be these can be things that, um, if done healthily, and with the right mindset, can be reclaimed as as things to be celebrated. I have a question for you. Fire away. Do you think? Oh, 
Okay, this is the leading question. Do oh, you I like leading questions. That... I ask these a lot. I get in trouble for doing it. You get in trouble from where? Oh, my partner and work. <laughs> right? Like, do you think that cli- I won't talk about elections and climate change. I'm just kidding. Okay, what was my actual thought here? I don't do know. you think that single people, because I think the narrative has been singleness is synonymous with chastity, abstinence. Sure. So how do single people have a healthy sexuality, healthy sex life? Can they engage in like masturbation and have sex with other people? Like, I think we often say single people are not sexual people, but how do you reconcile that? There you go. Yeah. I think, and that's definitely the narrative I got. Mm -hmm. Um, Single equals Chaste. Chaste? Chast. 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 Means not doing it. Means keeping it in your pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was a, like, that was a big thing. Like, yeah, that was definitely something that we beat against the drum. My story, though, is moving away from home and having an opportunity in my mid to late 20s to, to kind of reinvent myself and figure out who I truly am. Um, and a lot of that was faith and spirituality stuff. Um, just like, no, I don't want to take these narratives with me. Uh, and a big one was around, around that of being like, no single equals being um, chaste and uh, not being sexually active and just still waiting for that person to show up. Right. Um, and definitely not dating a lot. Mm-hmm. Like dating a lot had that same connotation. And that was seen uh, as quite a shameful thing. That's true. My, my story is, and I'll just, I'll go with that to answer your question is I learned so much about who I am uh, and what I desire in a relationship um, through dating a lot and having sex with different people. Mm. Uh, That was quite a, a formative time for me. Right. And so, I don't think you can just lay out a, I don't want to lay out a, like a, a platitude of like, sure, go out and do it. Because um, there can be unhealthy ways of doing that. Totally. And you can be covering up some wounds by doing that. But I, is it a terrible, negative, sinful thing? No, I don't think so. I think it can be quite a, a transformative exploration of like who you are and, and what is out there and what do you like. Yeah. And I think transformative on like... I think about boundaries often with this because when people come in and they talk about like dating and sorry, I'm talking, thinking about my private practice or just like in the work that we do at church communities, people will talk to us about dating and it's, it's this, um, I tell people dating is actually a great way to like, it's just practicing, right? It's practicing conversations. It's practicing your boundaries. It's practice. And it doesn't, you get to, set the the tone for that right yeah and you learn or i learned um again i learned and i'm still learning but so much about communication mm-hmm. um and how how in those relationships whether they were short or long-term ones how do i communicate my own needs um especially how do i like break up with people oh god um that was like like just ghost no and, like peace out <laughs> oh, and i remember go, like going through these things yes. and being like Okay, if this person is made in God's image, if they're mm. like a legit human being that I'm supposed to treat well, okay, how do I end this relationship? And how, like, what do I need to do instead of just being like, just 
not talking to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to learn that kind of communication. Um, I have a tool for that. Ooh, do, sh- just, do share. I mean, you don't have to like just text the person, message them, whatever, slide into their DMs and just be like, hey, you know, the connection I'm looking for just isn't there for me. That's yeah. all. That's uh, it. <laughs> and, and even after like one date, like I, mm-hmm. I would have the struggle of mm-hmm. like just going for coffee and like, meh. Yeah. Um, but I learned so much about just like how to be in relationships and so much about my own baggage and woundedness of like, why do I resist mm-hmm. doing that? Yes. Like what's going on within me and my story that makes that such a difficult text to send when there's no relationship yeah. to really end whatsoever other than like probably not going to hang out again just so we're on the same page yeah as you're saying that do you want to add something sorry i was thinking about um the email that we got from this person she might have written a lot which we really loved reading but she talked about soul ties and so i don't think nick you would said that you don't know this is a new phrase to me so for me as a cis female i was told multiple times that anytime i had sex or anything about sex with somebody that i created a soul tie with them so i imagined it kind of like (laughs) are you laughing in my face (laughs) no i'm laughing the the image in my head of like i'm there and like my soul is this little like squishy ball inside of me and there are yes. threads going yes. to like all kinds of people mm-hmm. um and um and and there's this and don's like my partner's like in the corner being like well, what's here for me right yeah because you have no chains left I, I don't no have any, soul I, ties. there's no room for yes. a thread yeah no more soul ties for you yeah and like that was also very unclear like was there a limited number? Was it okay that you had soul ties? Like, isn't that a good thing? Maybe that's a bad thing. It was very confusing because nobody answered my questions on me. Just so on the page, same page because this is new news to me. Yeah. So soul tie every time you had sex with someone. Yeah. Um, or anything sexual. Or anything. Anything sexual. Yeah. You would form a connection, a soulful connection between the two of you. Yes, you would be tied together forever. I sort of think about it like the unbreakable curse from Harry Potter. Oh, that's helpful. (laughs) I guess. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the narrative I got was being the more people you have sexual encounters with, the more damaged you are. The used gum thing. I mean, that's thrown in there too. The soul type. Same kind of of underlining message? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where I was going with soul ties. I think I was thinking about, oh, why you couldn't break up with people. And I think about that too, like being in really long-term relationships that were just super unhealthy, but I'm like, oh, well, we have a soul tie. So like, I don't know how to get rid of that. Like, is there like a special prayer? Is there like an incense that you use? I don't know. Anyway, this is my sarcasm coming out because it's, I still don't know. And maybe you can email me us or if you know about what that is, but that stood out to me also in her email of the, the soul ties, right? And it's just so, like so much fear. Um, she talked a lot in her email too about like spiritual warfare, right? And like how spiritual warfare is stronger when you're like single, right? Because it again- Like you're more vulnerable? Yes, right? Because you're more vulnerable to, you know- against guarding your heart and that right but again that idea of course of course because because if sex outside of marriage is Mm -hmm. outrightly bad and destructive um and we have baked into us these desires that want to lead us astray if we're single we don't have the outlet we don't have the companionship to fight that yes and so we're just we're just kind of super vulnerable so we want to get rid of it yes okay 
which, you know, in my head, logically, I'm like, oh, the more soul ties you have, isn't that better? Like, don't you want an army for your spiritual warfare? But I guess that's not how they're talking about it. That's just my <laughs> me trying to find loopholes yeah. in all the, like, teachings. Yeah. But hopefully you can, like, we everyone listening can hear a, just if they're within the culture outside of it or kind of at arm's length is that the, the narrative around singlehood and singledom mm-hmm. being single um, – it can be really super toxic. Yes. And super destructive. And and we need a new narrative around how to be single and Christian. Yeah. So if you could have a new narrative, what would it be? Like being single and Christian. I wish I had someone empower me to go explore who I am. Hmm. Um, and maybe one of the ways to do that is by dating people. Right. Um, and meeting new people and not necessarily entering into sexual relationships, but like go hang out with people, go talk to people, go explore, um, have encounters with like really different people mm-hmm. and be curious. Yes. Uh, instead of feeling compelled to stay in this one, you know, the Baptist box, mm-hmm. but like go talk to other people. Like what are their faiths and, and what are their stories? And does that jive with you? And, and, be told what to talk about with them and what's, what are important conversations that we sh- I should have with people that I'm dating or, or, or just hanging out with. Yeah. Um, I wish I had someone help me do that. Um, and I think I wish I had someone, especially in my twenties, uh, have a conversation with me about what does a healthy sex life look like? Mm-hmm. Because I, I I had to figure that out kind of on my own and kind of do a lot of taking some wisdom that I was given from my upbringing within the church and do the whole deconstruction, reconstruction thing. Be like, oh, I think what they're getting at is, like, don't treat them like an object. Oh, okay, so that means this. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I had, like, a, a spiritual director or a mentor kind of come in and be like, all right. Yeah. And so, like around ghosting or around like needs or like whatever it would be. I I, I was lacking that conversation. Yeah. Um, and wish I had it. And so I think I I would, I would want to add that into my narrative. Uh, but going back to a a teenager, I just, I wish I had someone be like, it's okay to be single. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that God hates you. It doesn't mean that, like, you're going to be 30 before the time you meet that one person. Like, it's just okay to be single. Mm-hmm. Like, put that thing down, man. You don't need to live like that. Yeah. Um, and that, that would have been just so liberating mm-hmm, for me same. just be like, I'm just going to peace out and enjoy myself. Yeah. And not have to, like, have all that pressure and expectation, but just like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I think that to add to that same for me like I wish that I was just like oh you could you can be a single person you don't have to have kids like I wish things were set as an option not as just like this is your end goal this is your destiny and like Mm -hmm. you can't say no to things Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's like such a weird mixed message because I felt like you know as a as a woman I my I'm objectified and I can't say no to things, but then I also have to be like super pure and like say no to all the things. So it's very, very confusing. Right. So more things on boundaries and, and more options. And just that like, 
yeah, that I could mm-hmm. have a really cool relationship with community and with God without this narrative of sex. Like it just, I think about the moment I started going to church, it was so much about like my femininity, my sexuality, my body. And yeah. it really feels sad when I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what, we, what we're seeing throughout like definitely all of season one and it'll definitely see some more in season two is just what we're trying to do through this podcast is just show like here are the other narratives that mm-hmm. you can live by yeah and you don't need to just get rid of them all and say fuck it completely but there are other really beautiful and wholesome oh, narratives yes. that have existed a lot longer yeah. than the ones that we're probably holding that actually take us i think i think deeper into the life that jesus opens up for us mm-hmm. um, and we just need to learn one that they exist, but then like the language and the resources that, that are there to support them. Yeah. And I love what you just said, right? Like it's not getting rid of, because so much of what we've talked about is like being to be like find belonging in church was to hide parts of ourselves. And that's not what we're saying here. We're not saying like, go, I'll be single. And like, don't like wish for marriage or connection or partnership. That's not what this is about. This is about giving that permission to people who like, that just doesn't fit for them. And there are other things that we have going on in our lives. And it's not just like our sole purpose isn't just for marriage. Yep. And I think for, a lot of us, um, yeah, that's not the end game. Mm-mm. It doesn't need to be. If that's your thing, do it. Cool. Yeah. Um, but if that's not you, if that's just is something that you don't want a part of your life, if it's not nourishing, you don't need to live like that. You don't need to go down that road. And the good news is you are still loved, still worthy of belonging, and still freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we still need to talk about so many other parts of like then with single there's this piece of like making peace with being not making peace but just like creating a narrative that's like singleness is a narrative without attachments to marriage or dating right so how do we be single and right like the how part yeah i feel like we've talked a little bit about that but i also think there's a piece about like how to be single and dating right there's so like that's a separate identity and i think that that maybe when we interview um hopefully when we interview the person who you know helped make that documentary around i kiss dating goodbye i think that there could be some great narratives to pull apart with that because like how do we redeem dating yes yes which is different but is a part of being single but a different kind of single i think than we're talking about today yeah because when we talk about single within the church it's always about being in a committed relationship Mm -hmm. it's not about dating or kind of the nightlife that that can bring it's like it's yeah you want to be partnered up with someone yeah yeah but what what yeah what is the redemption of dating how can that be a, a joyful and nourishing experience yeah yeah yeah, I think that would be a next part. I do hope that our listeners are reflecting on their experiences of being single in the church. And maybe it was a really positive experience. Maybe you felt really supported. And I want to hear those stories. Yeah, I want to hear those stories too. We have people that email us some really great things. Most of them, are people are lamenting their experiences in the church. And that's okay too. And that's what we want to hold space for with this mm-hmm. podcast. Because those are the narratives that are unspoken and in our communities. And so, yeah, just email us if you have any, or 
um, Instagram, slide into our yeah, DMs. Yeah, you can do both. <laughs> yes. Prayer and private parts at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Yeah. Um, or find us on the gram at prayer and private parts. Yes. Um, I wanted to just touch on before because just this person's email was just so amazing. And she said so many, there's another lingo that we haven't talked about flirting to con- like flirt to convert. Flirt to convert. Right. And it goes back to that like idea that your body is missionary like, dating or what, yeah, what was it called? Missionary dating. That sounds way dirtier than so I meant it to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think right before we should have, um, we should create some sort of like patron thing and because you should all listen to our pre-recordings to our recordings because Nick and I have like we try to get all our giggles out before because everything becomes sexual when you talk about sex and we're just like, oh, yeah, I, I uh, parked downtown today. And you're like, yeah, did you? Did you park downtown today? You're like, fuck. So anyway, where are you going? I'm just talking about how silly that we can get at the beginning and um, try not to make anything dirty. Anyways, yeah. flirting to convert. So I think we'll probably read some more parts about some of these emails as we move forward. Um, but please email us your yeah. stories and your experiences about being single, positive or negative or neutral. Or if like you've never even thought about this idea that like you could just be a single human in the world. And that's like, for so many people, such a radical concept. Mm-hmm. And by being single, you are enough just as you are. And that you don't need to be coupled up with someone to find belonging. You can be just you. and know that's enough. And also knowing, just like noting that both of us are in relationships, right? And so if you, like, the, um, we want to hear your stories. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Because, yeah, yeah. like, we have yeah. a totally different narrative. We've been single for a time, but both of us are partnered up right now, right? And so. I would love to hear from someone who has, who's comfortable with the fact that they're in a the single life. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear that. And like either part of the church community or have left the yeah. church community. Please send us that story. Yeah, that'd be really great because we're people, very... People need to hear that story. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Hey, thanks. We're in a little park downtown. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone. Stay tuned for more stuff coming up and grace gotcha. and peace. Thanks for listening to Prayer and Private Parts, a podcast about sex and Jesus. If you want more episodes, you can find them all on iTunes and Google Play or on our website, prayerandprivateparts.com. We'll have all our episodes there, along with maybe some show notes and ways to get in touch with us. If you want to get in touch, you can also email us at prayerandprivateparts at gmail.com. See you soon.